Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. My name is Trey Kaufman, and the goal of this podcast is to explore happiness, what it means to us as individuals and why so many of us chase it, and yet we never seem to find it. If you find value in this particular episode or any episode that came before it, you can support this podcast in a number of different ways, the easiest of which is following me on Instagram at Trey Kaufman to keep up to date on the latest podcast content. You can also leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That goes a long way in helping others just like yourselves discover the content here. And if you would like to support the podcast financially, you can, of course, make a one-time or recurring donation by clicking the support the Mosaic Life podcast link in the show notes. As this podcast continues to grow, I've started to think about and reflect on my motivation for spending so much time building it up. And what I've come to realize is that it's conversations like the one you're about to hear that continue to push me forward. I know I say, and just like I did 30 seconds ago, that this is a podcast on happiness, and truly it is. But there's so much to unpack in that singular word that it's hard to derive any tangible meaning from it until we can start to understand what plays into it. Otherwise, it just becomes a marketing buzzword. My conversation with Stephanie today isn't the first conversation on nutrition I've had, and I can guarantee you it won't be the last. So much of our happiness and contentment and well-being are derived from how we feel every single day. So let me ask you, the listener, a loaded and perhaps provocative question. Have you ever been happy to be hungover? Now, before I get yelled at, of course, there are exceptions to every rule, but generally, do you ever wake up after a night out and think to yourself, I'm so glad I had that extra shot of Fireball. Anyone who's listened to this podcast for any amount of time knows that I'll be the last one to judge you for a night of drinking. But it was because I couldn't answer yes to that question that I personally quit drinking. I was never happy to be hungover, and when I, when I started asking similar questions of the other inputs in my life, that I began to realize how much food and nutrition impacted my happiness. How, when I wasn't strict with my diet, I would be out of breath walking up the stairs or how I was uncomfortable sitting down while wearing a belt because I could feel the buckle in my stomach. I was unhappy being unhealthy. Stephanie Shaw is the founder of Lee and Ollie. She took the strategies she implemented to recover from a two-year illness and turned it into a coaching and online education business where she teaches women how to manage their hormones so they can lose weight, have more energy, and slow the aging process. Stephanie created an online course, The Mind-Body Business Method. The course is designed to support high-performing divorcees who want to lose weight, have more energy, and gain self-confidence. Stephanie and I dig into food, the quality of it, and the mindsets behind why we eat what we eat. When you start to think beforehand about how you'll feel after eating or doing something unhealthy, that's when we're able to start shifting our mindsets and making changes in our lives. That's when we can start recognizing how we can feel good all of the time. Without further ado, please welcome my guest, the amazing Stephanie Shaw. There we go. There you go. How are you? 
good. You have to like scroll down for it to pop up. I know it's not, it's not the most ideal platform, but uh, it's been working. It's been working. It allows me to record. That's, that's all I really care about. Believe me, that was the hardest thing I had to do today. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I am doing fair today. I like to tell the truth. So I I don't know what it is. I think it's just, I need some sunshine. I need to be outside doing something. Ohio's not the place to be right now. I know. And you know, I appreciate the honesty. And I was actually just thinking of this prior to to getting on here. I am I I'm actually looking forward to the fact that I'm speaking with somebody from on the podcast um, that's, that's from Ohio that that gets what I'm going through in regard to weather and whatnot. Um, I, I spoke with a gentleman from Switzerland this morning, which is really cool. It's really cool to say, but you know, it, while Switzerland is beautiful, they've got mountains. We, we, he asked if he asked if we have mountains, and I, I had to chuckle and like we we've got hills that if you want to ski, it'll take you a few seconds to get to the bottom, but we don't we don't have mountains. In Mansfield, you can find a hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know but... yeah, I know. You're you're like me, so you you said Switzerland. I have to say, I talked to someone from France today. Oh. So. <laughs> what but are we she, doing? <laughs> I know she emailed me over the weekend, and um, she's like, I won't respond this weekend. We're um, headed to a chateau. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I really should be happy for you, but I'm I not. Know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, Ohio, I I just haven't been in the state for this long of a stretch in years. And I just I, I just need to get out of the state. I haven't even been to Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're not in the middle of a, a pandemic, do you, do you get to travel a lot? I did for my job, like for my former um, corporate position, I traveled quite a bit. Yeah. But for um, the the nonprofit, I usually travel like two to three times per year. And it would always be really cool places that I hadn't gone before with some really cool people. <laughs> and I miss awesome. it a lot. <laughs> yep. I've cool. gone to like 30, I think 29 or 30 states for free just That's for amazing. traveling. So I always add a couple days and then my middle son, I like to travel with him. Yeah. Um, he'll come a lot of times and we'll add a couple days. So it's all good, but That's, how about you? You like to go places? I, I I like to go places. I have not, uh, obviously, in the past year or so, have not really gone anywhere. Um, I I you know I want you know one of the things that I always told myself, <laughs> which is is such a problem, and for anybody listening to this, will it will kind of roll their eyes. I I've always said you know once I work for myself, I will have the opportunity to, you know, go out and travel and work from anywhere because truly, you know, all of my work lives online. And so right. I, I have not done so. I have not uh, taken the opportunity to travel abroad or even, you know, nationally so or domestically rather. Um, so uh, when things get quote unquote or come back to normal, then, you know, I I, I will, yeah. I will, I will. Yeah. You have, you have to do that. I said the same exact thing. Like I have, time to do whatever I want now. And yeah, yeah big thing is like, Oh, I get to go to the grocery store and see people today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, even with that, I've just, I've started ordering groceries online and just picking them up. <laughs> it's so bad. But I, know. I haven't done that yet, but I did get my first hello fresh pack in yeah. on this 
but I love to cook. So I'm like, yeah, I can't, I cannot do this thing. I don't need for someone to tell me how much seasoning to put in. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I respect that. I respect that because I certainly do not. And I definitely need that, that information uh, to, to make something palatable. <laughs> well, I mean, how's, yeah. how's everything been going with, uh, with, with your, with your work over the last, you know, year, year and a half? I mean, are things growing? I mean, what's just, you know, tell me about how you, how you, even your 2021 has been kicked off for you. So I, um, I think it, I know that it's getting a ton better. Yeah. I, uh, I started in August of October, October of 19. And I feel like for a year, I was just still figuring out what I was all about, what the business was going to be about, yeah. what direction, you know, courses, one-on-one -on -one coaching and so forth. So it feels like just in the past couple of months, I like hit my stride where I like have a strategy and I'm not just doing tactics. So I've worked with clients and so forth, but now I'm like tweaking things just a little bit of how I work with them, extending the time I work with them so that they get the most impact from it. Um, so I see, I see really, really good things happening. So for me, I think a lot of people 2020 was like, Ugh, like, you know, this was like the most horrible year, yeah. but I being out there in uh, cyber world, I saw so much growth, so much yeah. potential. People were making millions of dollars last year <laughs> and they were just moving along. So that acted as somewhat of a motivator for me. And what I did was I came up with a strategy, you know, it's been a couple of weeks, but a couple of weeks is, is, is longer than sometimes a, a new thing lasts. Yeah. But it's a very simple strategy that tells me each day what tiny, tiny goals that I need to hit. And it's 30 minutes worth of work. And then you can kind of get back to everything else. So I think I have some good things in place right now. And so I'm, I'm actually excited. I'm excited about it. That's great. What are what are some of the things that you set out? I mean, you can call it habits. I, I don't think you use that word, but what are some things that you, you set out to do every day to you know make sure that you're setting yourself up? Yeah. So what I do is, and I make a lot of personal contacts. So each day, I reach out to folks, you know, LinkedIn, uh, social media platforms, just, hey, how can I support you? Yeah. And I, I'm amazed at everyone doesn't take, some people take it as like, okay, what well, is she going to pitch me? But some people are like, hey, you know, I, I need some support. And that's truly what I offer. So um, giving back this year is, is a, a ton of it. So today, for example, I, I met with a woman this morning. Um, she's in Georgia. And she uh, is starting, she's a former physician and she's starting uh, another business. Well, I have a ton of contacts in my community, yeah. physicians, admin, admins, hospital administrators that I can connect her with. Got on the phone, made the connections with for her and that was it. And at the end of that conversation, she's like, oh, hey, wait, I may know some people for you as well. So going in with that purpose of yes. serving Versus always getting it. Yeah. That that's part of my part of my strategy for this year. I love it. I love it. You gave me chills right there because you get it. You get it. I, one of my favorite things in the world is just introducing really awesome people to each other. I, I truly love doing that through this podcast, through my business. I just I really love connecting with with really good human beings and. You know, I, I think that I don't, again. I I know I'm close to it. There's probably a whole level of bias here, but I feel like people are starting to respond better, and they're starting to see the light in that. 
when it comes to business, it can't be transactional. And I, I know a lot of industries still really are, but if you can build and sustain a very powerful and meaningful relationship, that is going to go so much further for you than just, you know, walking in to somebody's office at a cold call saying, Hey, you know, let me upgrade your internet or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, or whatever you want it to be. You're right. I, so I started this business as transactional because in my mind, if you're doing something online, you need to place Facebook ads and get mm -hmm. in front of a whole bunch of people and so forth. And I never sat back and thought, hey, wait, I, I spent 20 years in a corporate position and my only job was to build relationships. That was my job. Like my boss a couple of times said, you're not playing golf enough. Like I don't see it on your expense <laughs> report because that, that, you know, building and cultivating those relationships. So when my salesperson needed to get on the line with someone, they, you know, I, I can't get to C-suite. Hey, Stephanie, do you know? I'm like, of course, you know, we yeah. were at dinner the other night. So using that same um, tone platform method of doing my job is the way that I'm doing it now. And I've been out of that position for 10 years. And those are still some of my closest friends. Like Absolutely. they're my neighbors, they're my friends. So that long-term relationship building, you're right. When it's not just transactional, it can get you a lot further. Yeah. Well, let me let me provide a little bit of context here um, in what you're you're doing now, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna read something you sent me, and I, I don't generally do this, but it's it's very pertinent. I'll, I'll read the first you know few sentences here, and then I just I would love to talk more about it. You know, on March twenty third, twenty seventeen, you're walking in New Orleans, you stepped out on Bourbon Street, and you almost passed out. Your body became numb, you're breathing short, and your jaw began to tingle. And I started a two-year process with a host of unanswered questions. And this next part is what I really want to talk about because I know people who feel this way. On top of having mm -hmm. every typical stroke symptom, you also begin to suffer from migraines and anxiety. And you visited countless specialists and talked to me about that because that's, that's a terrifying feeling. It feels like you're the only person in the world. You're, you're the only person suffering at that very mm -hmm. moment. And, I, and I, I get that. And I know there are other people out there who feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So um, that that story takes me back because that's exactly where I ended up. I, uh, when I was in New Orleans, it was actually a business trip. And um, just being there for those couple of days, we actually had to leave early. I, had, I was in two different hospitals just during that time. Yeah. And over the course of two years, I went to 18 different doctors. So cardiologists, um, physical therapists, Western Eastern medicine had tons of different tests done. And all of that to say that no one had a solution as to what was wrong with me or what was going on. Right. And because I, could, I was like bouncing from place to place, and I couldn't find an answer. That's when the anxiety started to hit. I, I like, didn't make the connection before. I thought that was all part of the symptoms, but it was just no one had an answer and no one believed that I was feeling this one day and not feeling this the other day. And no doctor would talk to each other. I'm like, if you guys just call each other, can you call each other for five minutes? And right. then they, nope, nope, no one would do it. Finally, I, after going to uh, two particular doctors for a full year, they decided to talk to one another. And that, that was a part of my, recovery, but also one uh, physician, um, he's actually a chiropractor slash naturopath. He gave me a different way of eating. And I will tell you that it was a two pager, um, but it still helped me get to that next level. But what I discovered during that whole process is it's a lot more than just changing what you're eating. That, that was huge. And that's what really helped me. 
but there was a mindset process that had to happen as well. So I went through all all of that to get to where I'm at now. And that's why I'm in the, the position where I want to support other women who are, are suffering with similar conditions. Absolutely. Um, I think mindset is so incredibly important when it comes to, when it comes to wanting to help others. And this is obviously something you, you do day in and day out. I, what I what the the thing I struggle with, you know, I I try to you know get people to demand the best for themselves, know that they deserve better if they work harder. And what I've come to realize, and what I've been told from uh, various guests, is that you obviously you can't make somebody want to change. You can't make them put in the work to get to a point where they say, okay, it's it's time for me to make drastic changes in my life. I mean, how how do you work with people to get them to? listen, I can make you, I can help you feel better. How, how, how does, how does that work in changing their mindset? Yeah. So it, it may sound like I'm not telling the truth, but I'll be serious. It's building a relationship yes, with them. It's yes. just like getting clients because once they can, first of all, knowing my story. So I'm like, I can show you documentation. I can show you the receipts from the $20,000 out of pocket I spent. I can, I can give you my tax returns for that year to prove to you all of the things that I um, went through. So that them knowing that I'm coming from a place where I actually understand them and then establishing a solid relationship. So they know that one, I'm not there to tell them what to do. Um, I'm there to provide guidance, support, help them with accountability. And then there, because a, a lot of stuff I do, you can, you know, take the time, read four or five books and kind of mash it all together for yourself. But to help them kind of weed through all of that stuff, because everyone says something a little differently, and then help them figure out what's right for their body. Once they, once a client recognizes that you're not in it for the money, you're not in it for anything, but to actually support them, and you establish that relationship with them, it starts to open that door and then they start to let their guard down. The trust comes in and then they're, it's easier to work through the process with that client. That's fantastic. Um, so generally, I mean, obviously you have a very specific story and it's one that I, I think people, especially when it comes to anxiety, that that has become, <laughs> sorry for using mm-hmm. this word, a pandemic. Um, people, yeah. people, I don't know if they're just vocalizing their anxiety more or for having more of it. Obviously, the, the 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 viral pandemic we're in has caused a lot of anxiety itself. But I mean, when it comes to you know working with individuals who want to feel better, I mean, how how does how does that look? Does uh, somebody say I don't I don't feel well, and they they come to you, or they refer to you? What uh, what generally is the, the malady that's that's affecting them? Um, wait. So the clients that I have come because they want to lose weight. Yeah. But what we find is one, it it's more than the weight loss. Cause honestly, I could probably get you to lose a lot of weight really quick. But if you don't work on again the mindset, yeah. the habits that are built, and also figure out what your body needs, because for I I, I know people who've had clients where an avocado you, that you can work out perfectly fine. And then the avocado is that last 10 pounds. Like I eat an avocado every morning. I'm eating super clean, yeah. but that, that particular food was not for their body. So helping people understand specifically what is for their body, 
how their body works. That's, that's a path that I, I take with the clients. That's great. Um, and so going back to your story a little bit, I mean, what, how did you start to find resolution with what exactly it was that was affecting you? I mean, you, I know you taught, you had, you finally had your, your doctor's talk, but I mean, what was your path once you finally started to have some of that clarity? Um, so I am, well, honestly, my relationship with Christ. So sure. I'm a Christian and I, I started that, that path were, you know, reading my Bible, praying, praying, uh, and studying. Yeah. So just not reading three. So the, honestly, that was the, the core of, of me getting to where I needed to go. And then I started to look at more secular books, like things like, what is going on in your brain? What, what, why are you having a, being anxious? What are all the things that have gotten you to the point of where you are? Yeah. And, um, and the way that what helped me specifically was I started to journal and I could start to find paths. Like I always journal, but never consistently. Yeah. So I could start to look back at old stuff and then look at what I was starting to write now. And you, I started to see a path. I started to see a person that stuck out um, quite frequently. Like, oh, wait, every time this happens. Hmm, my sciatic bothers me or every time this happens, yes. I have more gut health issues. So I had to deal with all of the, um, the, the mindset things that were going on. And again, that's the way I did. I started tracking what was going on in my life. Looking back every time I felt ill, instead of just saying, Oh, I feel sick today. I actually thought about yes. what just happened. What's going on? Why, why do I feel this way? And if I still kept feeling that way, I probably really did have a digestion issue. But if I didn't, if I could kind of figure out what that trigger was, yeah. then I could do the work to to um, to change that situation in my mind. So that that's how I started that entire resolution. I'll tell you, I don't, I won't tell everyone to go the same way that I did with nutrition because I went hard because yeah. I was so sick. And I don't, I don't. I don't have stomach aches. I'm like a little kid. I have a tummy ache. Like I don't like to be sick at all. <laughs> yeah. So I went super hard and cut out everything. And that's not the way that I, I help my clients. Cause that's not always the most helpful way, but I just needed to completely detox my body in order to get the resolution that I needed and then started eating more healthy. Yeah. I love that so like process. Mm -hmm. I love, I love tracking is it's, <clears throat> I, I, I'm a data nerd. I, you know, that kind of helps with my, my work. And I, I love tracking, especially in real life. I mean, you, you call it, you can, you can talk about web analytics. You can talk at all about all of that, but tracking your, the inputs and the outputs of your body. I think that is, yeah. that is so drastically underrated. And when I, when I talk about inputs, I don't talk about, you know, calorie counting, at least that's not something I've ever done. That did, that's a nuisance to me, but you know, knowing what it is I'm putting into my body. So I know exactly what, I'm going to be capable of how I'm going to feel tomorrow, you know, what kind of energy levels I'm going to have, especially when it comes to my sleep. I, I've, yeah. I've thankfully been able to get it down to a science where I know that if I get seven hours of sleep at night, I will feel great mm -hmm. the next day. If I get less than that, I'm going to crash around three o'clock in the afternoon. And so I do my absolute best to make sure that I'm optimizing the way that the, 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 the what I'm doing throughout the day so I can feel great the next day and, and so on and so forth. And that's honestly one of the major reasons why I quit drinking is because I knew the next day was going to be worthless for me. And I, I couldn't do that to myself anymore. 
I, I love to hear when people get it like that. And that's what I, so again, people come to lose weight or low energy, but at the end of the process, if they know their body, I feel like I really did my job because you're exactly right. Like I get, um, it, it's all chiropractic and I can't tell you the, the all the technical terms sure. of it. It's escaping me now. But I get, I don't know all my um, chakras and things like that, but I get a pain like tennis elbow in my right elbow. Yeah. And I'm like, what's what's going on? But I now know that it's liver and digestion that's causing that. So, like, if you don't know to think about that, then you're you're like, oh wait, I need to go to this doctor for this and that doctor for that. I just need to think. Mm, yeah, I really did eat a bunch of junk yesterday <laughs> or the past couple of days. This is how I need to change. So, recognizing what that's something I really try to instill in clients. Recognize your triggers, either emotional or physical triggers, yeah. and how that impacts your body. And like you said, your sleep, your overall health. And that's when you can have long-term success with your weight, your energy, your sleep, your brain fog, things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about you know, mental clarity. And when we first spoke, you used this term, which I really, really like, and I don't remember the context. So I'm hoping you can refresh my memory. You said you were on a hamster wheel of success. And right. uh, can you talk to me a little bit more about that? Because I, I, I know how it makes me feel, and I, I'm sure many other people can relate to it as well. Yeah, so I was the person that had to be everywhere, do everything all the time. And I thought that people, especially women who were all into like, self-care, which I didn't call it self-care back then. I don't know what I was calling it. I thought they were selfish. Like, why are you, you know, going into movies by yourself or taking time out to relax or going to that yoga class? You could be cooking, taking care. You know, sure. I had it all messed up. So that hamster will include it not only um, trying to be everything and do everything for everyone else. It was also, and by everyone, I mean, not only my family, but my community, I was on every board and like chairing committees and, and then plus working full time. And then um, I, probably about five years ago, I just completed my master's degree. So there was a period of time right before this big crash that I had just completed my master's degree. And then my cousin ran, um, uh, a full marathon in Iceland. I'm like, I got to do a 5K. <laughs> so like always, always, I always just like, I got to, I have yeah. to do something. I have to do something. And that was the hamster wheel that I was on. On top of that, I had been doing, I sat at a soccer game one day and inside, inside soccer game. And I'm like, I've been sitting on this bench every fall for 25 years straight because yeah. there's a gap in my kid's age. Yeah. There's like a 10 year gap. And so I feel like being on that hamster wheel after a while, it, it's if you can picture like it's going around and then it's slowly like it's big and it starts to get smaller and smaller and it kind of smashes together. Yeah, That's exactly what happened. Like, I think my mind said, oh, wait, your youngest is about to graduate from high school. He really doesn't need you to run him around anymore. You know, you're transitioning at work. I think that's why I ultimately crashed because my body was like, okay. I, I'm 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 waking you up to what's next, yeah. but now I know that you will actually actually accept it because you don't have all these other distractions. So that was kind of that that hamster wheel that I was on, and I so 
um, encourage people not to think crazy like I did and know that that self-care, you know, going to that yoga class, going to get your nails, whatever that is for you. For me, it's being alone and reading. Yeah. But whatever that self-care is for you that gets you off that hamster wheel and gets you um, nourishes yourself. So you put your own oxygen mask on first. Yeah. That is how you really not only help your own self, but help your family, friends and the people around you. Yeah. Can I admit something to you? Yes. I think I'm on that hamster wheel. <laughs> get off. Trey, I mean, get I, off. I, I do my, I mean, so let me, a little bit of context. I mean, I, I do my best for, for self-care. We can call it that. You know, I, I, I run a lot. Uh, my goal this year is actually run a thousand miles. I've never done that before. Um, I read a lot. You know, I, I, I do try my best to take time for myself, but at the same time, you could talk about being on boards. I, I'm not currently on a board, but I am exploring board options because it is something that I want to do. I've got my business. I've got uh, this podcast. I've got a couple of nonprofits that I work with. I work with Red, White, and Boom. I really, I think, I think part of it is I'm trying to make up for a time that I lost in my 20s when I was too concerned with drinking and having fun. And so now I'm trying to get it all in and find that success that I, I've really always wanted. So now I, I'm, I, I'm bringing this confession to you because I, 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 I'm not worried about myself at this point in time, but you know, hearing your story and your experiences, I just, I, I don't know. I wanted to admit that to you. Yeah. I, like I screamed before, get off. Like you don't, have, I, I would say um, you can, I think people can do those things if they're doing it in balance. Yeah. Um, so you do at least take the time out to run. When I started the 5k, I hadn't exercised in a while. I would do, you know, walking or whatever, but I started all in and I hadn't started to build any of that up. And I, I, I wasn't doing anything that was truly I was doing good stuff for myself, you know, like, yeah. like reading and all that other stuff, but like just truly, truly just for Stephanie, I was missing that piece. So I always encourage people like no matter what you do. And it, it's not like I'm saying, you know, go on, on a cruise once a month or anything like that. But I've had clients where I'm like, you need to drive a different path home. So you take an extra 10 minutes yes. to get yes. home. And if, you know, if you rock out to you too, or Duran Duran, I'm, yeah, I'm telling my age. That's that. okay. Uh, if, if that's your job, you know, turn that music up really loud. Yeah. Just do something to decompress. And then that helps you more with your balance. But uh, yeah, that, that hamster wheel can, it can catch up with you. It absolutely <laughs> can. Um, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you, you sharing this as, as kind of a, a cautionary tale and, um, it is something that I try to remain cognizant of, but at the same time, you know, I do kind of hamster wheel, you know, hedonic treadmill, kind of the one in the same. You're always telling yourself that you will be happy or you'll be successful or whatever you want to call it, you know, down the line when you have a new car or a new position or anything like that. And it's it's something that's I used to tell myself that all the time. And I'm not I'm not joking. I'm not making it up for for you know a story here. I used to say oh, I'll be happy when I have. I don't even remember an example, probably when I start my own business or something of the sort when I have a new car. And that's just not the case. It's never the case. There's always something else you're going to want. And so, you know, an exercise that I have started to implement into my life, it's just asking two questions. And I, I'm sure I've pulled these from different resources, so I certainly don't take credit for them. But I like to ask, do I want what I have and do I have what I want? And I really want to focus on that first 
question. You, you can't answer the second question until you truthfully answer that first question. Do I want what I have? And that's that's a daily exercise for me. Yeah, I, I, that that's a good question. And it's like, um, like you hit it on a good day because I have, you know, being owning your own business is no walk in the right, right. walk on the seashore. <laughs> so I have those days. And honestly, when we first started the conversation, I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. Because that's one of those days today. I'm yeah. like, you know what? Hmm, I'm used to making X. I'm not making X anymore. I can go back to corporate America. Let's figure it out. So do I want what I have? That's what kind of stopped me because I'm like, yeah, like right now, for 10 years in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to open my own business. I've always wanted to work in nutrition. And so right now I really do have what I want. um, And I just need to make sure that I'm staying within balance and so forth. So yeah, to answer their question right now, I do, but it takes... You have to think really deep about it to, yeah. to get to that answer. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you you. I'm glad that the answer to those questions it sounds like it's yes for you, and that's and it's always changing. Yeah. You know, it's it, like I said, it's something that I have to ask myself every single day because you know we don't live in a vacuum. Our lives change and the world changes around us obviously uh we as we've seen in the first two weeks of this year um so mm-hmm. we have to continually remind ourselves that we are responsible for our own well-being uh but you know previously we had talked about and you, you very briefly mentioned you know we talked about mindset talking about thinking and you had said that you like to are th- Trying, you you kind of coach your clients and yourself as well to think differently about the way we think, and that's that's kind of uh, it's kind of a tongue t- uh, twister a little bit, and I but I, I like it because that in the same regard about asking yourself questions about wanting and whatnots, but uh, it's how how do you really change the way you think? Because a lot of people probably think, oh, I, I think this way, I think that way, but it's it has so much to do with mindset and the 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 situations and the, the, the atmospheres we put ourselves in. So how does that work for you? Yeah. It's so, uh, first of all, it's not a finite thing. Like it, right. I, I, I say, I think about what I think about, but it, it, it's like all day, like, because thoughts are always running through your mind. I should have, I could have, I right. would have, I didn't, I need to. And so maybe the first couple of times it slips past me, but I'm, so much in a rhythm now that I'm like, okay, I don't want to go back to feeling anxious. I don't want to go back to um, digestive issues or rapid heartbeat, all that other stuff. So I consciously try to always catch myself and just turn. Sometimes I'll make myself laugh because I will just start talking out loud to myself and my family just looks at me (laughs) like I'm crazy. But I will, if I have to audibly say, you know, I am good enough. I can do this. This is not the way that I want to be. I will do that. And it takes work to, I feel like it takes work to build up to that. So it becomes more of a, it's a habit. It's a habit like anything. So you run, that's um, something that, you know, like day one, you didn't just go out and run the thousand miles. You're building up to that. That's your goal for this year. So the same thing with the mindset and speaking positively over yourself and changing those negative phrases into positive ones. Yes. It's a work in progress, but having an accountability partner, making, you know, putting stickies all over your, <laughs> your mirror in the bathroom, whatever you need to do in order to help you 
um, think about what you're thinking about, it helps in the long run. I love that. Um, I, I, that makes that makes perfect sense the way you describe that. And you know, when it comes to our self talk, that can be so powerful, and it can also mm-hmm. be so toxic. And what I what I personally do when it comes to negative self-talk, because I think everybody has it. I mean, if I'm on an 11-mile run and I'm at mile nine and I want to quit, there's a lot of negative self-talk there. And so it's a battle between the two. It's right. I do my best to remove the judgment from my thought, remove, remove the stigma. You know, if I, as an example, if I'm, you know, driving down the freeway and somebody cuts me off, I, like any other person, can think very bad things about the person in front of me, but I can also remove that judgment and say, hey, listen, this person just cut me off. Okay, fine. I didn't hit them. I can slow down a little bit. I can maintain a safe distance, and I can go on with my day. Or I can choose to fume for the next hour and just put myself in a horrible position and then possibly affect other people and their outlook on the day. Yeah, you you and it take, it, that's so powerful that you're able to do that. And it takes work to get there. It does. I was like... Um, the other day I was thinking about, okay, I need like a little phrase or something. So I came up with like rip the root. So like the root of why you would react that way or the root of what causes you to think that way, like physically see yourself like ripping that up, yeah. ripping that up out of the ground and then laying it out in the, and I, I thought about sun S U N slash S O N. Um, because again, I said that I, yeah. you know, read my Bible to get through a lot of things but laying it out in the sun and then just letting it evaporate. So yeah. getting that that physical, that visual, because I'm super visual, getting that visual of ripping it out at the root and just get getting rid of that thought is super, super helpful. And it, um, you would be amazed at, again, folks come to me for uh, weight loss, but that's how you get to the weight loss because a lot of times people eat because uh, it's cultural. Yeah. Um, people because it's just there but a lot of it is in your mind too like some people overeat who grew up and didn't have food in the house because they think that okay it at some point it's going to be gone or i'm finally here i have the food i'm going to just keep eating it so there's a lot of past habits and past thought patterns that go into how um, your weight and how your the, the stressors in your life are impacted so Digging those up out of the root is very helpful Absolutely. Uh, by the root. Absolutely. And I, I want to talk more about that. But first, I want to talk just a little bit more about nutrition. And I really want to drive home the work that you're doing because I don't, at least to me, I don't think people, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't generalize, but I don't think that a lot of people, I could be wrong, realize how much of an effect the food you put in your body has on you. It's not just, you know, not obviously not all calories are created equally. And, you know, yeah. and when it comes to gut health, that the research is showing so so much important into the health of our guts and, you know, the, the bacteria within them. And I can you just, you know, stress for people here, you know, how important the inputs, the, 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 the caloric inputs in your body are to your overall health and well-being? Yeah, what you put in is what you get out. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so, um, you know, you can do a 200 calorie kiwi or 200 calorie ho-ho, and then right. you will get totally different results. So think about, um, especially because I specifically work with women, but this works with, with everyone. So if you're having um, 
uh, weight gain, memory loss, lack of focus, low energy, insomnia, leaky gut, you know, you're waking up at three o'clock in the morning or you need a nap at three o'clock in the afternoon. All of that can relate back to what you are eating. So you may think, oh, um, let's see, lack of focus. I just need to, you know, do some more crossword puzzles or whatever just to like stimulate my brain. Well, that may be the case too, but you can also eat more nutrients, um, making sure that you're getting protein in each meal, making sure that you're getting carbohydrates, um, fats in each meal. That is so important and that you're eating consistently throughout the day. A lot of people think um, I am going to, if I exercise a ton and eat less, I'll lose weight. But I always teach the opposite. You need to exercise for your body. Right. And for some people that is running, but for some people it's yoga. Sure. Um, and then you need to eat more. It's just what you're putting in your body. You need to get away from the more calorie dense food. You need to you know, make sure you're eating enough greens and um, I'll, I, 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 I eat plant-based. So making sure that I sprinkle some nutritional yeast on stuff when I have it just to get my B12 or, or making sure that you're adding flax seed or um, chia seed to get your omega-3. Keeping that balance throughout the day, that is what impacts weight, memory, focus, energy. Um, if you're waking up at three o'clock in the, the morning, more than likely there's things going on with your liver. And all of that again is related to what you're eating and the stress that you're putting on your body. So you're right that nutrition plays a huge role in um, in your overall health. Yeah. And I, I know we can talk for hours about that. And I even, I, I hesitate to, to mention this because I, again, we can go on and on about it, but uh, I recently read uh, Eating Animals by Jonathan Safran Foer. Um, and actually a, a, a podcast guest and I discussed that book at length as well. Um, and it's just, it's really made, I, I, I eat more vegetable based now than I ever have or plant-based now than I ever have in the past. I still eat some meat, but not nearly as much. And I'm very cognizant about the meat in particular that I put into my body just because all of the the garbage that is is fed into chickens, for example, and the, the growth hormones and all of that 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 is so bad for you. I, I it's just it's we have to be very cognizant about you know the things that that we that we consume, and I think that's extremely important. Right, and you so we people get on the, their different platforms, and for example, so my mom's uh, in her late seventies, uh, she it's like we ate chicken and food all the time, but I'm like you knew the chicken's name was Charlie and you, <laughs> you fed yes. the chicken. Yeah. You Charlie being born. So of course yeah. Charlie was more safe to eat, even though you probably should eat Charlie. But yeah. um, do you know what I mean? Like I they do. lived on a farm, they yeah. raised their own animals. It wasn't um, a crowded uh, location. Wow. There wasn't contaminated water. Yeah. There wasn't, you know, animals living in their own feces. All of that. You have to think all of that, that they eat, is now going into your body. Yes. So that's why I, I always say if, if you're going to eat um, meat as your protein, make sure that you're eating things like you just said, um, without the antibiotics, um, yeah. grass-fed, a, a healthy source of meat. And that's enough. So people don't get that connect. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm generalizing. 
some people may not get the connection of the fact that a lot of doctors will not prescribe antibiotics and then they're, they're not working for people as well anymore. Right. That's because you're eating antibiotics all day when you're taking in yeah. the meat because you're getting the antibiotics from the animals. So just, just being conscious of those things and knowing that you can get your protein and your carbohydrates and your healthy fats eating a plant-based diet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go back uh, here. You know, when we talk about, or I guess when I, when I was discussing, you know, removing judgment from my thoughts, when we talk about mindset, I really want to explore this because I was able to get to this point by studying the, the philosophy of stoicism. That has been a huge part of my life over the last four or five years. And uh, it's just, it's had such a profound impact in my life that it's, I'm a completely different person than I was uh, you know, five years ago. And so you mentioned, you know, uh, being a, a big reader of the Bible, and I, I very much appreciate that. And I would love to hear how you have come to it sounds like similar feelings and mindsets from a different source. And I, I would love to talk more about, you know, where that, you know, you use ripping the roots, uh, where that stems from for you personally. Yeah. So I've never not known a relationship with Christ and I'm yeah. super happy about that. So I was always raised in the church. I'm always went to church, but just like that, that hamster wheel. Yeah. I got on the hamster wheel at church too. So like, I it was so funny. I after 15 years, I got um, I was coming off of the children's ministry, and I'm like, I'm just gonna come off every committee. I was on so, so many committees. People <laughs> were telling me, Oh yeah, don't forget you're on too. Yeah. So, so even though I had that relationship, I was you and I was at the church building four days a week, working full time. I'm like, what? But and there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. But I was allowing that to take the place of what you're really there for that relationship. So when I, when I got sick, like I didn't, of course I went to doctors. I think you need to go to a doctor. Um, but I, I knew where my actual source came from. So I took the time to sit down with my Bible, to study, to learn the stories, to hear what God had to say about healing, how he died for us, how he died. So we can be healed. Our bodies can be made whole. He wants us to, you know what I mean? To yeah. live a, a good life. Um, he doesn't want the pain that's in the world. We're in a we're in a sin-filled world and things will happen, but that's not what he wants for us as his children. He wants the best for us. So when I started thinking about that and repeating that in my mind, as a matter of fact, I taped 40 minutes of myself talking like of different scriptures. Yeah. At night, I turn that on and I fall asleep listening to that. So when I started repeating that in my mind, and again, along, you know, of course you adding the secular because people, he, he's given other people wisdom too. So using that other wisdom along with it, that's when I got on the, the, the true path of not just reading my Bible, going to church, participating, knowing what's going on. But I went from, I, I hate to say rigid religion to relationship. Cause I don't think I was ever quote unquote religious, sure. but I went closer towards the relationship that um, helped me in my healing process. That's great. I I, I really like hearing that. Um, you know, I appreciate you letting me say that as well. Thank uh, you, Trey. You're welcome. I appreciate no, that. You know, in, yeah. uh, just in, in the interest of full transparency, I, I, I probably wouldn't have let you said that 10 years ago because, you know, I, I grew up going 
I grew up going to church. I mean, as, as many kids do, my, my parents took me. And, you know, when I went to college, I kind of, I don't want to say I rebelled. I, I was, I was, I was never rebellious, but I just, I, I decided that faith wasn't for me. And so I became an atheist and that was something I was fairly steadfast in. And then, you know, when I started to grow and come into myself in my late twenties, my early thirties, I realized that I'm, I, I'm just this one person on this big planet in this gigantic universe. How can I expect to know the answers to everything? And I, and I, I, it's, I felt very small at that point in time. So I started to open myself back up and realize Mm -hmm. that not only is, is anything possible, but you know, everybody has these different beliefs for a very, very good reason. And for the most part, these people are very good people and they, they, they take these faiths and these philosophies and they use it, they use them to live their very best lives. And that's where I came into Stoicism. And, and, you know, since then, I've started to read a lot about Buddhism, which really resonates with me and some of its tenets. And, you know, I, I, I well, long story short, you're welcome. Um, I, I very much love hearing where you, you come from and, you know, how that has tremendously impacted your life. It, it means so much to me that you're willing to share that. No, no, again, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so yeah, what um what what's what are you working on now? I mean, what are some of your pursuits going in to twenty twenty one? Hopefully, as we start to come out of this pandemic, how how is uh, Lay and Ollie, you know, growing into this new year? Yeah, so we are we are doing a lot of what we did last year. I'm doing a lot of what I did last year. So I have it's called the Mind Body Business Method. And we do just that. We work on mindset, things that we've we've talked about, getting that all right. And then we work on the body. And it's a four-step protocol. So we work on metabolism, making sure that your insulin levels are staying steady, what, um, helping you determine what you need to eat and what's right for your body. And then I figure um, we work on your uh, inflammation in the body as well, because inflammation causes cancer, diabetes, heart disease. Um, making sure that there's not inflammation in the body. Uh, mindset is one of the four pillars. And then hormones is one of the four pillars as well. And th- um, the way that I help folks is I pull back all the layers down to the DNA. So we act, instead of me saying, oh, yeah, you know, don't eat chips, eat, I don't know, sweet potato. Right. <laughs> I actually um, have them do a hair assessment analysis to see where there's deficiencies. And then we do a written hormone assessment. Plus I take them through a, a bunch of other questions to figure out not only what they like, but where there may be blocks and then use the science to help me help them get to where they need to go. So we're doing that. And then I'm ending up a relationship with one of my clients who's dear to me. And she asked, how can I continue? So this year we are going to launch um, just a, a membership, but you have to be a client first, and then you can continue with the membership. So those are the, the two things that we're working on this year. That's great. What uh, what does that membership look like? So the membership, look, and it, we're still defining it. Uh, she wants to help. I actually asked her to help. You know, what, what does that really look like to you? So once per month, um, instead of our every other week, we'll have a call once per month. I'll do two meal plans for her and I like to do them custom. So whatever you like to eat and what's in your kitchen. So I'll do two of those for per month and then she gets access to me. So, you know, it's the middle of the day and she can't figure something out. She sends me a text message. I text her back. Um, She's really stuck. We jump on a video chat together. I try to be there for the client as much as possible. So that's how we're going to, to work out our, our, 
membership opportunity. I love that. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, when we first started talking about uh, nutrition here in this conversation, you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, when you started your health journey and wanting to feel better, I don't remember your exact words, but you, you went all in. I mean, you cut everything out. I mean, you really went hard, hardcore, which resonates yeah. with me because, you know, like I mentioned, I, I, I did quit drinking, but I also, I, I don't. I don't give myself a whole lot of leeway. You know, when you talk about inflammation, cancer, and all that, I, you know, the sugar is the first thing that pops into my mind. And I don't touch sweets because of that. I, I, I refuse to even tempt myself with that. And I'm just curious, you know, how is, is, where do you land there? I mean, I know when it comes to working with clients, you're probably a little bit more lenient than you are with yourself if you and I are anything alike, which it sounds like we are. I'm just, I'm curious where you fall on that. Yeah. So that's my, that's my weakness, Trey. I will be honest with you. <laughs> sugar is my weakness. So I find ways around it by using natural sugar. Yeah. So like for some reason this week, I'm like, oh, I just want hot chocolate. And I look right at the back of the pack. I'm like, I am not doing this to myself because I know what will happen. So I got some coconut milk, some real cacao, and I put a date in it, put it okay. in the blender, heated it up. And that was my chocolate milk. So I I have not gotten off sugar. I just have alternatives. So um, if I want ice cream, I'll make banana, you know, use a banana, put some cacao in there and some fruits or or what have you. So I try to find alternatives because um, because I don't want to go like back to where I was. I was I was really I don't want to say it was horrible and it wasn't all crazy and I wasn't anorexic or anything like that. Sure. I was just super focused because I knew I was sick and I needed to get well. I'll Absolutely. put it that way. But, yeah. but so sugar isn't a good example because I cheat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I cheat a... with all natural stuff. I use all natural stuff. That's good. So I would just, yeah, I would just say, I always ask clients for 80% yeah. because um, once you ask someone for a hundred percent, it usually, you know, it, it, they will shut down yeah. on you. Like I can't, even if you can do it, your mind will tell you, I can't do that. So if, yeah. when you're asking for 80% and they know what the results will be, then um, normally they are able to meet that 80%. Absolutely. And I, I, I do think it's very much worth clarifying. You know, when it comes to natural sugar and cane sugar are very, very different substances. And so I, I, I guess I should say, you know, in the sense, I, I don't eat anything with, with added sugar in it. I, I still have my fruits and, you know, I, I love cacao, you know, I will even eat, um, I'll even eat Baker's chocolate just because I like the little kick that it has, uh, in there. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. 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 You're right. Any, any white, like white sugar, white flour, white, um, uh, baked potatoes, things like that, that I really ask people to stay away from that because they are so bad for your body and causes so much inflammation as does dairy. Yeah. So watching the dairy intake uh, causes inflammation in the body as well. And if you, if you ever stop and think about it, you, sometimes you can actually feel the dairy in your throat and chest after you eat it. If, you, if people are being conscious about their body yeah. and that alone tells you that it's something that, that, may not be great for you. Absolutely. And I, I've, I've heard and I, I've spoken with many people who have said the exact same thing about dairy. And I, I'm certainly not arguing uh, any other case aside from that. I just, I've, never, I've never actually cut dairy out. And I've, I've, I've thought about it. And um, I don't know that I necessarily have problems with dairy, but I also don't know how I feel off of it. So that's, just, that's, that's something very interesting that I, I have considered before. And, I, and I've, I've heard wonderful things about doing it. Yeah, it, and I, I think it's 
not for everyone. So it may, so for me, I did it at first because of inflammation and so forth. And then after I did it for so long, now I don't tolerate it that well. So yeah. that's why, I do it. but it's not necessary for everyone, but it, it becomes more of just like the meat watching what type of dairy, where are you getting your eggs from? If you right. can get them locally and you know what the farmer's feeding um, their chickens, things like that, that's when, you know, it, it works out better than versus buying the, you know, 48 eggs in a carton. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that probably has all kinds of stuff. And they, you know, they're even, um, so if you've ever, if I, I'll uh, challenge everyone to crack open an egg from a local farmer and an egg from the grocery yes. store. And when you look at it, you're like, what in the world? Because one's like a, a soft yellow and one's this real rich golden yellow yeah. color. That alone tells you that it's not always the dairy, it's all the other stuff. Yeah. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I went to my very first farmer's market uh, earlier in 2020 after reading Eating Animals and just talking with the actual, talking with the people who raise the animals. It's so amazing. And uh, that's, I, I've very much, you know, gotten, I, I set, a, set a bar for myself. Like I'm only going to eat this level uh, or this quality of, of meat or animal product. Yeah. And, and so uh, I think it's so sad. So I, I read a book, it's basically conspiracy theory, but, <laughs> but and it's from a well-known doctor, but it's more around the fact that how sad it is that it's not always cost effective I know. for yeah. people to eat well like that. And that, that, that breaks my heart because, know. you know, you can, you can go get a burger for a buck. So I agree. yeah, but when you can, when you can eat that well, or even if you can't, then, you know, pump up the kale, pump up the, the spinach and things like that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, thank you so incredibly much for doing this. I mean, this, this has been a wonderful conversation. I, I truly appreciate you. I appreciate all of the work you're doing. And, um, you know, in regard to the work, you know, one question I like to ask if there is somebody out in the world listening to this and they say, hey, I really resonate with your message, I resonate with what you're saying, what resources are you personally looking for to, to grow? And if somebody could provide those resources, what would they be? I always like to just leave that open-ended question out there in case somebody hears this and says, I can help you. That they can help support me? Yes. That's a good question. Why don't you prepare me, Craig? I'm, I'm just seeing <laughs> Well, so opportunities like this are great. So if someone else has another podcast and they're interested in me coming on, even taking a different angle with the conversation, that's awesome. I'm also looking for partnerships. So um, I work with divorced women primarily. So divorce attorneys, uh, divorce coaches, relationship coaches, fitness uh, trainers who may not add that nutrition piece. Um, I have a, a relationship with a divorce coach who gets the their clients through everything, but they also see that they'll have a client who's losing a ton of weight or gaining a lot of weight, or they're completely stressed out. I can add that other piece. So those those types of opportunities are always things that I'm looking for. And I love to to connect with people. And even if it find I find, like I said before, that I they can't support me in something, I might know something that can help support them and or their business. Yes. That's great. I love that. All right, and I did prepare. I did prepare you for this next question, um, as okay. we've talked about, and as you know, we 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 discussed. Um, books are a, a major part of my life. I, I I very much am indebted to everything I've learned from them and, and my personal growth. And uh, I, I think um, 
well, I think it became quite obvious, you know, what, what this book is for you. But if you could pick one book that, uh, that has you credit with changing your life for the better, what would that be? And maybe a little bit, a little bit of additional context as to why. Yeah, the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's because if you, even if you don't believe any, if you read it for history, yeah, you can read it for um, life, love, relationship, how to treat people. If you watch, if you've read the Bible and you watch any movie and or you read any secular book, a really good one has all different aspects of the Bible in it. Yeah. Uh, so if you, you look real deep, there's always that that book is the core book that's used for any good movie. And you can always find something. So that's the book that I go to. And and I will, in all honesty, I read it because I want a relationship. I read it for, um, because I, you know, I want to study and know more. I read it with the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other hand, because I want to know what's going on in the world and what God has to say about it. Yeah. Um, but I also read it as a history book too. So sometimes I'll be sitting there and I'll read something like, oh, wait, I know where, you know, I've, I've seen that on the map before and, oh, this is what happened. I love culture, love culture. And it's a really good history slash culture book as well. That's wonderful. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, I, Stephanie, thank you so much for this. This has been a wonderful, enlightening conversation. And I seriously cannot thank you enough. Um, if people would like to reach out, if they'd like to know more about you and, you know, the impact you're having on this world, world, what is the best way for them to, to do so, to contact you? Yeah they, yeah, they can find me on Instagram and Facebook um, under at Lee and Ollie. So Lee, L-E-I-G-H and Ollie, O-L-L-I-E. And my website is LeeandOllie.com. Wonderful. And I apologize. I said lay instead of Lee. That is my mistake. No, that's no problem at all. It's my grandma's middle name. Her middle name was Leali. So I just split that in oh, half. That. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. That is a great, that is a great story. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so incredibly much. And I, 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 again, I love the fact that you're in Columbus, you know, hopefully once this pandemic slows to a crawl and even goes away, hopefully let's, let's grab coffee sometime. Let's, uh, let's chat even further. I look forward to, you know, building this relationship and helping each other grow into the future. I, I, yes, I completely agree. And I would love to do that. That sounds great. Thank you again, Stephanie. All right. Thank you. Again, I would like to extend a huge thank you to Stephanie for joining me on the podcast. If you're curious about Stephanie's work or how you can feel better through your own health and nutrition, I highly encourage you to check out the links in the show notes, follow Stephanie on Facebook and Instagram, check out her website, reach out to her, let her know you heard her on the Mosaic Life podcast. And of course, a huge thank you to you for taking the time to listen to this podcast during your busy day. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. If you would like to support the Mosaic Life podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Trey Kaufman. You can follow the podcast on Facebook by searching for the Mosaic Life podcast. And of course, you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That goes a long way in helping others just like yourself discover the content we've created here. And if you'd like to see the full show notes for this particular episode, head on over to themosaiclifepodcast.com. Thank you all again so incredibly much. And until next time, take care, do better, and be well.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.